Well, the Tampa Bay Rays don't allow the trade deadline hoopla to impact their play on the field as they get a win, another win against the New York Yankees. Which means that's a series win at the Bronx with a chance to sweep. We're talking about that. Plus, the trade deadline moves starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on the social medias at Locked On Rays and email us anytime. We are seeking mailbag questions, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays win again. This time downing the New York Yankees by a score of five to four. The Rays improved to 66 and 44 on the year. The Yankees fall to 55 and 52. You had enough offense, enough pitching to get the job done on the road. Yes, you did. Let's talk about Eflin first. Um, he shoves, man, and he's showing why that was a pretty smart deal by the front office to. To do during the, the, the what was it, November, December, um, during the hot stove. Yes. And uh, look, the largest, we should remind folks, the yeah. largest free agent contract that the Rays have ever given out. Uh, for the Yankees, of course, it's a Tuesday, but for the Rays, it was a pretty significant deal at the time. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know what? He has shown that he's, he's a reliable arm and the whole you know, wrinkle about his 2023 has been, well, yeah, he can do it at home, but he can't do it on the road. Well, that's nice to know that he can do it on the road at Yankee Stadium, um, going six deep and uh, allowing three hits and 5K, so which is which is really nice. And I think that the biggest thing for, for Eflin in, in this case is it's it's not a great New York lineup. Yeah. Um, and and, the, and this is not like a raised bias version. Like if you look at this lineup that the Yankees are putting out there, it's 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 not the best you've ever seen. If you've been watching baseball for a while, like you're like, who are these guys? Um, so the fact that you go in there and, and you might have that mentality of like, hey, this is not uh, a very difficult lineup. It could get you into trouble, you know, playing down to their level. It didn't. And I think that that speaks highly of the the maturity level of Zach Eflin. Yeah, there was a time. Look, Zach Eflin, he's been through a lot, experienced a lot. A moment like this shouldn't phase him. And I think it was the perfect time for him to really showcase himself on the road. Because like you mentioned, the Yankees are reeling so much just as a team, but definitely offensively. Because like we mentioned the other day, outside of Aaron Judge, nobody else on that roster is playing up to their capability or their career numbers. And it's quite remarkable how literally everybody, all the cast of characters, the big names that everybody's heard of, they are underwhelming and underperforming. I don't know if it's a mix of age, father time getting to some of these players, injuries getting to some of these players, the pressure the New York media market and fan base and the stuffy clubhouse environment getting to some of these players. But uh, it certainly should be 
concerning because um, this isn't the NL Central where, you know, 55 and 52 will get you sitting pretty. Um, they could. I haven't looked at the standings lately, but the Yankees could finish last in the division theoretically. Could they not? They could, and they already are. And they're, all, and they're, and they're uh, I believe, 11 games back of the division. And in the fourth, in fourth place, I believe it's the Red Sox. Let me just make sure. Yeah, it is the Red Sox, nine games back. So now there's a little bit of a separation now between the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's it's minimal. You know, it's August 2nd. A lot of things can can change. But it that is a very real possibility now. Not only that they finish last, Kev, but that they're under 500. And I, you guys can look up if you have the time or, and, and the wants and desires to prove me wrong. But um, I tweeted this out earlier, like in April, like, the best thing that could be a motivator for MLB to eradicate divisions and, and do away with them is for their golden child, the New York Yankees, to finish last and be over 500. They, they would hate that. Um, so that's what we're aiming for is that, yeah, they're a little bit above 500. And then maybe they are very close to being a, 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 um, a central division winner. Right. You know, if they, if they had been. Because I think that'll be a push for MLB to be like, okay, maybe we discard the the, the divisions, which is would be great because then right. the best teams would be going to the playoffs. Yeah, and the other thing too, which is probably a knock on the Yankees and can't be good for them going forward. And I don't necessarily blame the decision makers in the front office for them uh, for for what they did or didn't do, but. Uh, they didn't show a lot of confidence in this team at the trade deadline by getting a big name or, or two or three. They they landed uh, Kenyon Middleton and Spencer Howard. That's they all got, they wait, do. They got Kenyon Middleton and Spencer Howard? Unbelievable. Wow. That yeah. is – that's huge. That's it's, huge. Yeah, the just Google – Yankees trade deadline and the New York Post, the Daily News, all the the websites are like worst trade deadline ever for the Yankees. They didn't do squat, and they didn't do squat, but they didn't. Yeah. But also, can you blame Cashman? Uh, and you know, I this is a little bit anti uh, 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 anti Yankees three minutes. So bear with us, people. This is fun as a race fan to talk crap about the Yankees. Um, yeah, can you blame him when the team has shown nothing? And and yeah. it is the Aaron Aaron Judge show. Why would you put more money, you know, into a product that's not already helping? It's it's crazy. And apparently, I think it was Mary Carrick who put out there that um, apparently Cashman was being very. He just wanted to be blown be blown away by you know offers for IKF and Harrison Bader. And here we are with. Uh, Peter Bendix and company saying, well, you know what? We're just going to do a big under the radar get. We're going to unfortunately part away with Kyle Lanzardo. Yeah. But we fix a big issue that we have to move forward in, in a better, stronger way. And the Yankees don't have the opportunity to do that because they haven't put a really good effort on the field. Yes. Um, and then speaking on this game a little bit further, we mentioned Zach Eflin. We should also mention Yandy Diaz getting his 15th homer of the year. Apo Taco, uh, that's what you do when you're at uh, Yankee Stadium. Uh, Randy mm -hmm. Rosarena seemingly hitting his first home run since the All-Star break. Uh, a moonshot. Uh, I believe Diaz and Randy both hit 
homers on fastballs up from Carlos Rodon. Brandon Lau gets a base hit RBI. So does Manny Margot. So you had contributions throughout the lineup. You get that early lead, which is nice. It looked a little bit shaky towards the end of the game, but your boy Pete Fairbanks eventually closed it out, uh, blowing away Giancarlo Stanton in his 197 batting average. Yeah, let's 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 reel that in. Um, Randy Rosarena, dude. Uh, after in the last thirty games, he was he had a OPS of five thirty eight, five thirty nine. Woof. Yeah. Um, it it was a struggle for Randy, and finally he came through. That was a big big bomb. I know the whole uh, you know, baseball players are so funny. You know, with the superstitions. Uh, he oh, changed the hair. His hair. That was a whole nother mess. That I, I don't know what's going on with this team between Jose Siri and Randy. Like, I'm I'm expecting mullets and mohawks next from some, from some guys. I, I'm expecting Luke Rayleigh to show up with his uh with his hair green tonight. Yeah, um, that's what I I'm want expecting. Luke Rayleigh to have the. Uh, the hipster skateboarder, uh, I guess dreadlocks, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, something. Give me some. Give me the John Jaso look, uh, Luke Rayleigh. I'm waiting know? for somebody to, like not take a, a shower for a week at a time. See if that changes the fortunes <laughs> of the team. I don't know. And you know what? It it worked, man. Good for Randy to do that. Uh, love Yandy getting the 15th homer. Why is that uh, important? Well, because Yandy getting his 15th homer marks a new career high for him, mm-hmm. which. We love to see, and last but not least, Pete Fairbanks getting the call there. Uh, very impressive to 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 get that last out there. It got dicey. It got too dicey for my liking, but they got yeah. the they got the they got they got the outs. It doesn't matter how you get the outs. They doesn't it doesn't have to be pretty as long as you get the outs. That's what I've been learning. You know, as you as you watch more and more baseball now, it's like two decades. Like in the beginning, you know, when you're growing up, you're you want everything to be pretty. You want everything to be perfect. It's like it doesn't matter. You got the W. You got the W. Boom. Put it in. Put it in the locker room. That's it. Yeah. No. That's that's very fair and uh, something that raised fans and and really baseball fans, sports fans in general should. Uh, understand and and take a little bit more with them. Uh, we have more to discuss, but first. We have to tell you about Sleeper. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Well, head over to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think your favorite player can hit a home run tonight? Well, we hope they do. So you can win money on Sleeper. All you have to do is swing for those fences with up to 100 times payouts. Uh, Just choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories, such as home runs, strikeouts, hits, and beyond. So get your picks right and you could win big. It's a different twist on fantasy sports. So use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details it's currently operational in over 30 states that's very important check out sleeper today to win some money speaking of money uh the rays got back some money from the white Sox, and the white Sox got luis patino out of all of that that was one of the uh, notable moves at trade deadline day 
Yesterday, of course, the Rays didn't make uh, a move that was quite as headline-worthy and headline-grabbing as the Aaron Savali-Kyle Manzardo move, but they uh, they filled some pieces and needs by getting uh, a backup catcher, catcher depth, and Alex Jackson from the Brewers. They, of course, parted ways with Luis Patino, uh, which I think is interesting. And then uh, they also acquired relief pitchers, Adrian Sampson and Manuel Rodriguez from the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, so not, not, that was the biggest splash. Savali, like, like we were saying, I was hoping for a little bit more, you know, like I got an instant short-term uh, punch to the you, bullpen. You wanted didn't Brad you? Hand, didn't you? You wanted Scott <laughs> Barlow, didn't you? I, I wanted an under, I wanted the, um, an effective Chad Qual, someone that you did, you were like, what? Who? Um, and then you're like, oh, okay, I like it. But, you know, Chad Qualls gives me PTSD. So let's not talk about Chad. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it was not maybe as moving as you thought. I guess the big thing was Luis Patino. He was the headliner for the Blake Snell deal. Uh, let's remember, people, it was Blake Snell. And then you got uh, Blake Hunt, who is in the minors still. Cole Wilcox, minors. Um, Francisco Mejia, who has been a contributor um, at times with the Major League Club for the past um, three years. And Luis Patino, who, again, contributed for the last three years, but really was effective for a handful of of appearances with the Rays, man. Um, it's 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 unfortunate. I hope he finds it in Chicago, but it seems to me that it would be very difficult for Luis to find it if, with all that the Rays can do for a pitcher, right? It didn't work. How could it work for an organization that has been the definition of mediocre for the last twenty years? Right. Yeah, I think that uh, the oblique injury really set him back. His fastball just wasn't the same since then. And even before then, where, you know, he had the nickname El Electrico. I guess he still does have that nickname. And he teamed with athleticism in his frame that, man, he can dial it up 97, 98, 99. But he just didn't have the strikeout rate to go with the stuff. And maybe that's a, a combination of location and uh maybe yeah the fastball was getting thrown hard but maybe it just didn't have a lot of shape or movement or wasn't but fuddling hitters so you dial that back from 97 98 99 to 94 95 and you put it in the wrong spots you're gonna have guys uh take it out of the ballpark so I think that's a little bit of the problem for Luis Patino. And I think the Rays were trying to, I guess the idea was, hey, let's move him from starter to reliever. Maybe compacting his workload will allow him to find that velocity again. And it just never materialized. So rooting for him again, he's still only 23 years old. I guess he'll be 24 years old in a couple months, but it shows you that, I mean, I I don't know what the, the final money total will be from the white Sox, but it for the Rays, it's really just a case of, we really don't have a use for him anymore. We don't need or want him on the roster anymore. We're taking him to play it against sports, secondhand sporting goods store and give us whatever you make us an offer. We're trying to get this off our hands. What Ten do you bucks? got? Okay. We'll take it. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. 
that's that that's what it, it feels like and, and it's unfortunate but look a, a team that is really good at developing pitching that needs pitching depth got rid of a guy that already had multiple major league appearances yeah what did that tell you it's not great not good it's not pretty uh, again like you said hoping for the best for Luis because he he is a a good guy and and but yeah, it just didn't work out, man. And now you you look at that Blake Snell trade. I know the Seal Clappers will say, "Well, give Cole Wilcox some time, man." All right, um, August second, twenty twenty three. Disappointing is a very nice, polite way of saying what happened with that trade. Um, you got a guy in Blake Snell who could possibly win the Cy Young this year in the National League. Dude has like what a 163 ERA plus. Yeah, it's 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 insane what he's doing. Good for him. I know that 21 season was a little bit underwhelming, but he's picked it up in the last two years. So um yeah. And again, maybe pot- again, it's just a change of scenery that you need. Go back to the West Coast where he's from. Same thing with Luis Patino. He's not from Chicago or anything, but just new organization, new voices, and and yeah. see what you can do. Because obviously what the Rays were going through with him wasn't clicking, and sometimes just pack your bags and get a reset and a restart. And that can maybe do wonders for a guy. I'm not counting on Luis Patino to light the world on fire, but yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Blake Snell angle there because um, it's not looking so hot as of right now. I still have my fingers crossed that Blake hunt can become something, but uh, he's more likely uh, to become your, you know, average catcher compared to uh, Adley Rushman or something like that. Yeah, and and right now with the production that Snell has given the Padres, that's kind of what you need for the to call the the trade okay, good. Um, and Cole Wilcox, I know he's gotten injured, and and so he hasn't even gotten a chance to really be on the field that much. And when he's been on the field, I believe like he has a five plus ERA right now in the minors. You know, ERA is not everything, but it, it it tells you a little bit of the story. You know, I've I've never heard of a pitcher having a five ERA and be like, no, he's actually really doing really well. I mean, yeah, the pitch shape, the vertical drop is like, okay, it's still getting hit. No, you know? yeah, I, I'm not uh, holding out hope. I'm, I'm just going to say right now that, that you can't win every trade, but that's going to wind up and probably already is a loss just based on what Blake Snell has done in his last couple of seasons and what nobody else is, is doing and carrying the load out of that uh, prospect hall. So again, go, Hey, I think, you know, Four top 100 prospects, and and what do we have out of all that? That's why you probably shouldn't be so much of a prospect hugger fan. Like, look at this from 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 the side of if you're a race fan and and you don't like the results of the Blake Snell trade, just think about that next time you're like, wait, no, I I don't want to trade Vidal Brujan. Are you serious? This guy's gonna be great. Yeah. How do you know that for sure? I uh, I just want come on we need a a catcher to to pan out to really really pan out and I'm I'm crossing my fingers for Alex Jackson yes uh, from the Brewers uh, the Rays gave up Evan McKendry to get him the, the Rays are due Jonah Heim he turned out Stephen Vote he turned out Kurt Casali he turned out the Rays. Uh, Robinson Chirinos make an offer on Travis Darno. He's continuing to turn out like it's time for something to come through. So I know it's yeah. not a sexy move by any means, but it's something that had to be done with the injury to Francisco Mejia. What happens if 
Christian Bethencourt goes down. You're rolling out Rene Pinto, and I don't even know who after that. So at least you have a guy with a little bit of major league experience. Again, not great shakes. And he was a guy who was highly touted. He was a, a top draft pick at one point. I remember, um, I think he was in the Braves organization. There was a lot of um, scuttlebutt about him. But regardless, he's a, he at least can, from what I understand and what I've read up on, that he can handle a pitching staff if it comes down to it. Uh, he's got uh, he's got a lot of power too. I don't know if that's ever going to showcase in games or anything like that. But in a pinch, if you need somebody who knows how to catch major league pitching and AAA pitching, he's your guy for that. Yeah, he's got a dozen home runs this year, so he definitely has the pop. But yeah, it's different, you know, when you're doing that in the in the minors and and doing it in the majors. Yeah. So, yeah, again, like you, fing, uh, uh, fingers crossed, and and hopefully he can he can provide something because it is a scary thought right now. If you're a Rays fan and you're like, "Ooh, what if Bethancourt takes a bat foul ball or a uh, a miss swinging uh, bat to the head?" Right. Um, that would be very scary. And then now you're okay. Rene Pinto and then calling up Blake Hunt, calling up Alex Jackson. Like it's, it's scary. Yeah. And it's more likely to happen as a guy like that is getting more and more player playing time and more pressure thrown upon him to catch, uh, in compared to the other options that are out there. So, uh, we put it out on social media. How would you grade the raise trade deadline? 18% of respondents said an a 62% said a B 15% said a C, 5% said a D slash F. Ulysses, what say you? I say I'm astonished that 5% people think that this is a D or an F. Why? What were you expecting? Josh Hader and Blake Snell and Juan I think that's Soto? exactly what they were expecting. Yeah, this is why I know that they're football fans or something. Yeah. That they're baseball uh, casual. Because the Rays did not get Justin Verlander. And yeah. Michael Lorenzen and Josh Bell. I wanted Scherzer, uh, man. I wanted Scherzer. Um, look, I I think that's completely ridiculous. That you know, a, a, between A and B, I can I can see that. Um, actually, if you look at it, the people that voted for A, eighteen percent, are very close to the people that think that it was a C, fifteen yeah. percent. So. I'd like to talk to the the the, the C people. I think they, they maybe like the Savali move, but maybe they were expecting something else, like for that not to be the big move. Um, I think maybe, maybe more of a larger household name, like a Lucas Giolito, would maybe push them over the hump to give the Reyes a B. It's just yeah. I don't think Savali is as much of a known commodity as some other guys that are out there. And the other thing, too, is um, – in the lead up to the trade deadline, how much had we heard of, hey, the, uh, the Guardians are shopping around Aaron Savali? There was none of that discussion. So you no. you hear the same names over and over and uh, certain teams tied or in discussions with another team about these particular players. And it, it maybe becomes a little bit of a letdown because that, oh, why, why didn't we get Lance Lynn or Lucas Giolito or you know, fill in a, a more notable name, if you will. Yeah. And, and also maybe they, they didn't like, maybe they're prospect huggers and they really wanted Kyle Mazzardo. Yeah. So maybe they didn't like the price for that, but yeah, regardless, I I'm, I'm with the majority here. I think it's, it's a solid um, trade deadline. I would say between B plus and a minus. Yes. 
Uh, uh, so yeah, that that's that's what I think. Uh, did people say why they uh, they felt this? Yes, way? we do have some comments here. Uh, Jake Stokes says got the arms they needed. Was really hoping for Fam back. In my mind, he's the perfect type of leader and vet the Rays needed, and has performed in big moments in the trop already. But overall, very happy with the additions. Oh wait, John says. So-so deadline, curious who they were targeting to replace Manny Margot, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Cassius King says, wish we got a bat, but overall, I'm happy. You did get a bat. You got Alex Jackson. There's your bat. Um, Caleb says, Savali and Rodriguez are nice ads, but meh overall. Vince says, um, I gave it a B. Would have been an A if they got a bat. Chris Snyder says, I think moving Margot would have been good, but there must not have been decent offers. Uh, Caden says, love the moves we made, but I would have liked another arm or bat. And then uh, Ray's fan Nick says, depends on how this catcher works out. Ray's need an offensive minded catcher. Yeah, I wouldn't um, put all your green Skittles on Alex Jackson becoming the second coming. Um, he's he's just there for depth, folks. Maybe he becomes uh, Mike Zanino, you know, uh, who knows, but I guess he does have green. sort of a similar profile of Mike yeah. Zanino, but a very poor man's version of Mike Zanino. And don't, it's expect- very difficult. I, I know it's very difficult for people to understand this, but to be Mike Zanino in the major leagues, that's a very difficult thing. So if, yeah. if, if your standard for Mike Zanino is like, oh man, he's really not what I want. It's really difficult for any of the catching prospects to get to a Mike Zunino level. Uh, so let's do that. No, I wanted to stop you there in the first one with Jake Stokes because um, we've talked about that, that who is the veteran leader? Uh, is there a vocal guy in the clubhouse, uh, a position player? I know they've talked about Shane McClanahan being that guy, Tyler Glass now, Zach Eflin. But is there that voice in the position player uh, pool? And we haven't really come up with any uh, names. Yeah. Tommy Pham is definitely a name like that. I remember right. in that 2019 run uh, that he, in an interview, because this is how Tommy Pham is, he was like, yeah, I'm telling the guys in there that they don't know how hard and how long they're going to be going into playoff contention and that this is serious and that they have to really appreciate it and that they have to go for it. I'm telling all the guys that. Like, damn, that I like that. Give me that. So – I'm with Jake Stokes there. Um, it would have been nice to see Fan back. Somebody else got him. Was it the Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Him. They acquired Tommy Fam. Yeah, there were a flurry of moves um, by other teams. Of course, the Astros getting Justin Verlander. Again, it's a theme of just playoff caliber teams having uh, you know uh, romances that that fell out of touch or whatever and, and bringing back those guys. Um, the Orioles got Jack Flaherty. The Blue Jays got Paul DeYoung. Phillies, Michael Lorenzen. Um, yeah. So the, and the Marlins were making moves all day as well. So, yeah, no, it, it was, I think it, there were plenty of moves. Um, good, big names with Verlander and Scherzer getting moved. Giolito got moved. Shohei Otani not getting moved was a big move as well. Uh, so I, I think, Overall, a fun trade deadline, a good trade deadline for for the Rays, and we'll we'll see. We'll wait for Aaron Savali to yeah. make his uh, Rays um, debut. This yeah, and I week. think that was the other thing too. Is 
when a couple reporters mentioned Shohei Otani to the Rays, it could happen. The Rays can make it happen. This is the time to make it happen. And of course, it wasn't ever going to happen. But you throw those seeds out and people look, I get a little bit excited about thinking, hey, who would it take to to acquire a guy like that? And then you uh, inevitably don't get Shohei Otani and everything else is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we appreciate the the comments and hopefully Aaron Savali takes the Rays to the next level or uh, gets them on the winning track as they are right now. Can we get that sweep tonight? McClanahan v. Cole. Uh, I know it's Garrett mm-hmm. Cole. I know he's the front runner for the Cy Young, but I I kind of want it. I kind of want the sweep. I kind of need the sweep. Just just again, it's a lot of anti-Yankee uh, feeling as a race fan. Um that is boiling up every time I see those damn pinstripes. So, well, this would be the day to get the sweep because again, I think that clubhouse isn't feeling too hot after getting uh, Spencer Howard and Kenyon Middleton. It, you know, it, it wasn't a earth shattering trade deadline by any means. So they're probably yeah. not feeling so uh, amazing uh, just based on how the season is going. And then what uh, transpired or didn't transpire last night. And if I had to guess McClanahan versus Cole, uh, you better better get to the game watch the game early because it could be over in you know two hours five minutes that's that's true it's going to be a pitching duel or it should be a pitching duel and you can catch that on Sirius xm app uh the local broadcast uh race the yankees tonight at 705 all right let's score six runs against Car- garrett cole in the fifth inning let's let's make it happen. i'm in that would be nice. i'm in actually let's make it the first inning. um all right hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow